I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to this edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. It is always such a pleasure to greet you and to greet you, Glenn. I'm excited about uh, every everything that's going on and how the Word of God is just going forth and reaching literally globally. I mean, once again, it's another, uh, we were just talking about, I think last week, that uh, the reach of the program is now uh, 2.4 million people globally. And what that really signifies is that there's an opportunity. Uh, you know, we live in a planet of over 8 billion people. So there's plenty of folks that, that need to hear the good news of the gospel. And Glenn, that's why this is so exciting. It's an opportunity to get, to get, you know, we keep talking about it. It's not an opinion show. We're just, you know, quoting Bible scripture. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true, Gary, is that uh, we're bringing a, the gospel is the good news. And so many times we miss it uh, with, with different types of teaching, but we're going to be talking about the good news today. And yeah. this is really good news. It's really good news. And uh, uh, it's just so exciting. It's, it's so great to see how technology now uh, can bring the gospel all over the world and showing how hungry people are for the truth, for the truth, not religion, but the truth. They, they want to know the truth of who Jesus is, what he did, and, and who we are, because as, as he is revealed, how, as Christ is revealed, who we are will also be revealed. And so it's just so exciting. Goes, and again, as you've said, uh, we're, we're really reading scripture and uh, uh, and so uh, it's, it's just so exciting to see. Uh, it's not an opinion show. It, it is the word of God. Uh, yeah, you know, Glenn, as we talk about this, if, if, if you're new to this, by the way, and, and maybe this is somebody has shared this uh, message with you and said, hey, here's something you should see. All of these tools are available. They're absolutely free of charge. They're there at therepleminute.com. That's uh, the site that Glenn has uh uh, has has grown really, Glenn, from when you began doing the REPL Minute, the daily Monday through Friday uh, biblical motivational piece you've been doing continuously since 2006. And then uh, several years ago as kind of a uh, what what the Lord led next from uh, when you published this, uh, I call it kind of a groundbreaking book called Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy. It's a real simple 40 bite-sized chapter kind of study that really gets you to reorient some of your thinking, because so often we feel like um, people get trapped in a quagmire uh, between religion and relationship. And what we really want to talk about is what the Bible says about you and God. And that's why all these topics, Glenn, that we've been covering, uh, like uh, know and experience I am, or power and purpose. They all help set us on the track that God has had for us from the from the foundation of time, but it's always been up to us to get there and run with it. And that's why I'm so excited about our topic today. And I know we got a lot to get into. So I would say let's just dive right in. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm what, what to God be the glory. And I'm just so thankful to be able to to do this, uh, particularly as a businessman uh, who came to Christ, got discipled in business, and just fell in love with 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 the Lord and just just the Word of God, and just can't get enough of it. Uh, it's just so so it's so so neat to see uh, the Word and and the revelation just flowing through daily, uh, and and having a platform like this that we can share this because. Uh, uh, we're not asking for money here. <laughs> we, we just want to see people changed, 
by the word of God. And so the question we have today, have you already been judged? Have you already been judged? And, and we're going to see, uh, and we like to put the fraud fire extinguisher, uh, which comes from the book fraud, we, because uh, what, what I've, I've sought in my own life is just, what are those lies that I've believed uh, and, and we find out that there's truth behind, uh, there's, there's a different, you know, there's, there's a different thought or, or the truth is there. And so we're going to put the fraud fire extinguisher on judgment and realize that, that the judgment, uh, that Jesus took all judgment of, of mankind on the cross. We've already been judged. He took all the judgment on the cross. In, in the word innocent, and we, we know not guilty, but the word innocent, as I see in scripture, I go, wow. See, because I had a mindset about innocent. Oh, you're just, you don't know what's going on. You're an innocent. You don't know. You're, you're kind of naive. But the word innocent is so great here because it's the state, the quality of, or fact of being innocent of a crime or an offense, meaning the fraudster, uh, the enemy, uh, doesn't want to know our true identity of who we are. And again, the, the book Fraud is, is about really recovering our identity of knowing who we are uh, because it's been stolen. That was the big fraud that's happened here. So let's look at Romans 8, verse 30 here. Jesus reveals that man pre-existed pre -existed in God. He defines us. He justified us and also glorified us. He redeemed our innocence and restored the glory, what? That we lost in Adam. Jesus reveals that man preexisted in God. He defines us, he justified us, and also glorified us. He redeemed our innocence, restored the glory that we lost in Adam. So let's look at the three greatest historical events that we go through. The green line is God's purpose original and always the purpose that he's had for mankind. And it's really neat. Uh, one of the things I do is I get the privilege of calling the IRS on behalf of some clients. And, and one of the things they have to do is that I have to identify, identify myself. And they ask me, what's my birthday? And I always have fun with this because uh, I said, well, my father knew me before he formed the earth. And, and before I was, I was in my mother's womb. But now the date that I came to earth is this date. <laughs> so we, and, and I let people know I'm ageless. And I like speaking that because that's our identity. We were created. So the first and greatest uh, of historical event was creation. Uh, and we were created, uh, man was created in God's image and likeness. And that's that's our creation. That's that's how that's how we're made. And so with that, we have Adam. When Adam uh, was formed out of the earth and formed, uh, the, the question is, was he supposed to die? Uh, was, was he created so that death, uh, that he was, he was going to die? And, and so, but now there's two trees that were in the Garden of Eden, and, uh, and, and God said, it, uh, uh, the tree of life is there, and you can have that and eat of it abundantly as much as you want. Uh, and also in the center, there is the tree of good and evil. You eat of that tree, and you'll surely die. So was, was he supposed to die? Uh, physically, spiritually? And so, so these are questions, and we have teachings on this, uh, that, that, uh, 
Uh, what if he was never supposed to die physically and spiritually? We, we, we have bought and know the spiritual death, but uh, how about the physical death? So now that's the, the, the creation. And when he ate of the tree, uh, death came in, rebellion came in, sickness and disease came in. So that's when all the, and this is the red line living that we talk about. So that's the fall. And that's what we're born into. We're born into the kingdom of darkness, the bottomless pit. And so that's the fall. But thanks be to God who sent and knew that he'd send his only in himself in the, in the form of, of Jesus uh, to recreate, to redeem mankind, which is the third and greatest uh, event. Uh, and, and boy, in, and he said it is finished. So he recreated man back to to his original creation uh uh through and, and 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 heaven came to earth jesus came to earth to redeem mankind we're going to be looking at many scriptures today that just reinforce what we're talking about and so heaven came to earth to live inside a man now and so as we receive this we're born again uh the kingdom of god has come to live inside of us and what we see is that the darkness the darkness represents man's ignorance and the redeemed, uh, the redeemed identity and innocence. The ignorance, the ignorance of the redeemed identity and innocence. And, and we carry this sorrow, this worrisome, the fear, the heaviness, and the toil and labor, the performance, this the performance-based thinking uh, that, that goes with this versus the grace that comes through knowing our identity of what Jesus Christ did in redeeming mankind. And so with that also, we find we enter into that rest and we've had teachings on that in the past. So here's one of the key scriptures. We're going to be reinforcing these scriptures because they're so important that you, uh, that as I speak it, you hear it. And as you read it, you see it because this just enters in to the very part of our soul and our mind because we have the mind of Christ. So we're speaking the word of God here. And this is Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 in the Passion Translation. And I like to speak this in, in the first person over myself, which I do on a daily basis. And this is so important as we look at, at, at judgment, judged innocent is the theme today that we understand who we are in our identity. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection. It's my resurrection. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. This is why I, we yearn for all that is from above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned, enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. So yes, I feast. We feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm that is open now, the heavenly realm, and fill our thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm, because the natural realm is just filling us with all kinds of thoughts of fear and evil, and, 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 and I can't do uh, the tree of I am not good enough uh, versus the tree of life. So my crucifixion, you're, now this is Paul speaking to us there. So your crucifixion, my crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now my, your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. And I just love this 
this verse here. And as Christ himself is seen, now that's got to be seen with revelation, uh, with the wisdom of God, not with our visible eyes, but with the spiritual eyes. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who I really am, who you really are, will also be revealed. And, and Carrie, this is what this teaching has been all about uh, from the beginning, is for us to really understand who Christ is, and we will also be revealed. For we, you and I, we are one now with him in his glory. Ah, this isn't future tense. This is present tense. For you, I, we are one now with him in his glory. That is just so powerful to, to grasp and get that. And then this just ties right into the Galatians 20, 2.20. And, and again, just speaking this over each one of you, I, I have been crucified with Christ. That is in him, I have shared his crucifixion. Because we just spoke that. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives where? In me. The life I now live in this body, in this body, I live by faith. I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, of Jesus Christ, who loved me, who loved me, and gave himself for me. Boy, just to grasp that and grow in the revelation of understanding what that really means is, is that we've already died with Christ. We're crucified with him, and he lives inside of us. So in Hebrews 9, verses 27 and 28, this is a scripture that we're going to unfold now. We've heard, and it just as is appointed for all men once to die, and after the certain and after the certain judgment. Huh. Even so it is that Christ having been offered to take up himself and bear as a burden, the sins of many once and once for all will appear a second time. Not to carry any burden of sin nor to deal with sin, but to bring to full salvation those who are eagerly, constantly and patiently waiting for and expecting him. Scripture interprets Scripture, and we're going to see what this, this means. Scripture, because one of the things that, that we've been sharing in, in our teachings here, because we're reading Scripture, is that there's only one interpreter. There's only one translation, and that translator is, is the Holy Spirit that's living inside. There's only one author. So we can read this scripture, it's pointed unto man once to die, and then after that, the judgment. Well, let's look at what this, this is saying in a different version uh, of, of the Bible here. And, and what we see is that as just as it is, and this is in, in the, in the uh, mirror translation. So every person's once-off appointment with death is mirrored in the full consequence of this very judgment, which Jesus now disengaged. Let's make sure we see that. So every person's once-off appointment with death is mirrored in the full consequence of this very judgment. And what did Jesus do? He disengaged it. Thus, in this context of everyone's appointment with death, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. 
what the first shadow dispensation merely prophetically pointed to, he fulfilled once and for all. When he was presented as an offering to take upon himself the sins of the entire human race. Now with sin no longer on the agenda, he appears a second time out of his death. When? In the resurrection. To be clearly seen in everyone's wholehearted embrace of him as Savior. Judgment has happened. The resurrection is, is the trumpet blowing that he's alive. And we died with him. We rose with him. We ascended with him. And he appeared. He appeared in the resurrected Christ, in the incarnate Christ on earth for 30 days. He came again the second time out of his death. He came. He's come again. So, and, and these are some of the study notes uh, in, in the mirror translation. But one of the things I just want to, is, is that Maranatha means our Lord has come. He has come. And so in, in Acts 17, verses 30 to 31 in the Amplified, uh, it, it reads, such former ages of ignorance, God, it is true, ignored and allowed to pass unnoticed. But now, but now he, charge, he charges all people everywhere to repent, to change their minds for the better and hardly to mend their ways with abhorrence uh, for their past sins. Because he has fixed a day, and we've talked about this in past teachings, he has fixed a day when he will judge the world how? righteously, justly, by a man whom he has destined and appointed for that task. And he has made this credible and given conviction and assurance and evidence to everyone by, by raising him from the dead. And, and, and this is so important that, we, that we, we get this as we go through this. So, and, and I love this because we, we use this uh, uh, in our last teaching, uh, this scripture here is in John 6, verses 37 through 40, is, is a, is a, <laughs> in this reads so neat, in this, now this is Jesus, my, this is Jesus speaking, and we have to understand this, my sender, the Father, my sender's desire is for me to rescue every single individual, that is his gift to me, Jesus, that I will lose no detail of their what? Original identity mirrored in me. Our identity is mirrored in Jesus Christ. My rescuing mission will conclude when? In their joint resurrection. This is the completeness of time. We need to get this because this is so important. My father's desire is for me, Christ, to rescue every single individual. This is his gift to me, his gift to us. I will lose no detail of their original identity mirrored in me. My rescuing mission will conclude in our joint, the joint resurrection. This is the completeness of time. And this is the desire of my father that everyone who sees the son through his eyes finds the conclusion of the persuasion in him and will resonate, echo the life of the ages, and I will raise him up on the final day. So when's the final day? It's in the joint resurrection of all mankind. And this is Jesus speaking. And in the study notes, it says, 
The end of the era has arrived. The future is here. The future is now. The future, what is, what was, and what is to come has happened. And we're living in the present now of the resurrected Christ living inside of us now. So, and this is one of my favorite scriptures, and this radically impacted my life when I got this. And this is 2 Corinthians 5.21. And I'm showing different versions here. And it's, for God made the one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God through our union, the word here, union, with him. And that's in the Passion Translation. And then in the NIV, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. And there's some verses that says the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then what we read also is in the NLT, it's for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering, like that, the offering for sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ, so we can enter in, into his presence. So let's look at another translation here, and this is uh, in the mirror translation. Uh, this is the divine exchange. He who knew no sin embraced our perversion. He appeared to be without form. This was the mystery of God's prophetic poetry. He's been speaking this in, from the old covenant to the new covenant. He's been speaking this from the foundation there, knowing that he's going to be redeeming mankind. He was disguised in our distorted image and marred with our iniquities. He took our sorrows, our pain, and our shame, and did what? I like this here. This is part I really like. He birthed his righteousness. He birthed his righteousness into us. I like that word. He birthed his righteousness, and he took our sins. He took our sins and did what? We became his innocence. He, we became his innocence. So there's that word innocence. The judgment was our innocence. And just in, in the study notes, it says, every believer today possesses the perfect and complete righteousness of Christ. We are seen by the Father as righteous as his son. We're seen as the Father sees us as righteous as his son. That's powerful. So in, in what we read in Romans 5, 21, so that just as sin has reigned in death, so just as sin has reigned in death, because that's what brought death in, so grace, his unearned and undeserved favor, might reign also through what? Righteousness, that's right standing with God, which issues which issues in, in eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, our Lord. And again, the word life here, eternal life, we've spoken this before, we've taught a little on this before, is that uh, life is Zoe life. So the question, what if Adam was to never die? Where, was Adam supposed to die physically and spiritually? No. And when we're recreated, we're re recreated back physically and spiritually never to die. Uh, all life is Zoe life. And it comes from the sustained by God's self-existent life. We're made in the image of of God. That's that green line, which is to never die. That's everlasting life. That's eternal. We're God's outside of time. We're designed to be outside of time also. So, 
So in, in this, this is in John 3, verses 17 through 19. And then uh, this is Jesus again. Uh, he's, he's, he's speaking. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. But the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of the only son of God. And here's the basis of their judgment. The light has come into the world, but the people love darkness more than light because they want the darkness to conceal their, their evil. So, and in, in, in this is the same verses now in the mirror trans, translation. God has no, in, no intention to condemn anyone. He sent his son not to judge, so again, we live under this judgment mentality, but Christ Jesus freed us from the judgment. So God has no intention to condemn anyone. He sent his son not to be the judge, but the savior of the world. Faith and not flesh, faith and not flesh defines you in the persuasion of your authentic sonship, or authentic sonship. There is no separation or rejection. We're sons and daughters. For someone to prefer not to embrace this is to remain, look at this, to remain under their own judgment, sustained by their futile efforts to define themselves through, look at this, perform, their personal performance. Because that's that work-based, that performance-based, not the grace thinking. In their stubborn unbelief, they reject what is revealed and redeemed in the name of the Son, begotten only of the Father and not of the flesh. And, and what we see here, in, and this is in John 16, 7 to 9. So now what he's talking about here is, is, is his leaving. And so he's prophetically talking about the future of what's going to be happening. And so now listen up. <laughs> now listen up. Hear me. My departure is not to disadvantage you. Everything that is about to happen brings conclusion and bears together what the prophets pointed to. This will be to your absolute advantage. So what was prophetically spoke, now this is Jesus 2,000 years ago speaking this, and we have what happened you know, from Adam to present, and the prophets they were speaking about, uh, they're pointed to Jesus, uh, death on the cross, the resurrection, and in the ascension. This will be to your absolute advantage. If I do not go away, your companion, who's the companion? The Holy Spirit cannot come to you. But if I go, I will send to you one to be face to face with you, defining your very being. Let's see that we get this. I will send to you one to be face to face with you, defining your very being. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the triune God living inside of us now is, is, is defining our very being. In this capacity of close companionship with you, Ho Holy Spirit comes to convince the world. And I love this. When, when I got this uh, a few years ago, it really was one of those convicting ideas. Uh, the Holy Spirit comes to convince the world concerning three things, sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Holy Spirit in you persuades 
persuade them concerning their sin, which boils down to a bankrupt, distorted identity due to their indifference to me. We inherited the bankruptcy, the distorted, the identity due to the indifference, not trusting God. That's that sin nature. That's that red line that we're born into. And, and what we read then is, is in verse 10, in this union with you, the great companion, the Holy Spirit, will also convince the world of righteousness. So it's the Holy Spirit that, that convinces us of righteousness. We can't get this with man's knowledge. Only the Holy Spirit can convict you of your righteousness, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that what everything Jesus did on the cross, he took all the sin to bring us into his righteousness. That exchange happened. So the great companion, the Holy Spirit, will convince the world of righteousness because in my disappearing out of sight to be face to face with the Father, here it is, the Spirit, the Spirit of the truth will interpret will interpret the conclusion of my mission, which is mankind's association in me. And they're redeemed, here it is, the redeemed innocence. This is now, this is what was, this happened. Mankind's association in me and the redeemed innocence. The intimate union with my father and I displayed will, while present with you in my physical body will now be visible in you. Let's make sure we get that. The intimate union with my father that I displayed while present with you in my physical. Now, again, this is Jesus speaking. He's speaking uh, uh, and, and, and will now be visible in you. So we have the body of Christ. We have the incarnate body that he had. Uh, he's, we've been recreated in the same in, image and likeness of, of Jesus Christ. Then the world will convince that the judgment was, that was their due was accomplished when the ruler of this world system was judged. So the conviction of sin that we need a savior, that the conviction, the, the Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness, and the judgment is to the judgment of, of the enemy of this world. The world system has been judged and we've been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the resurrection that has happened. And so now, and this is Thessalonians uh, uh, chapter one, verses 10, and we're using different translations here to understand this. And so many times what we're doing is waiting, we're waiting. And what we see is the heaven has been opened up now. And, and this is in the uh, Amplified Translation and, and how you look forward to and wait the coming of his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who personally rescues and delivers us out of and from the wrath, bringing punishment, which is coming upon the infinite and draws us to himself, investing us with all the privileges and rewards of the new life in Christ, the Messiah. And, and here we are. And this is now in the, in the Passion Translation. And now you eagerly expect his son from heaven, Jesus, the deliverer, whom he raised from the dead and who rescues us from the coming wrath. And here's in the, uh, the Mirror Translation. And all along, you refrain, you remain Focus on the Son of God who reveals what? Our joint origin 
in the heavenlies. That's now. He endorsed our redeemed innocent innocence in his resurrection. He has drawn us to himself and rescued us from every definition of judgment. Let me just read this again. This is why scripture interprets scripture. This is why the Holy Spirit is so needed to, to bring the, the wisdom, the revelation of his word to you. And all along, you remain focused on the Son of God who reveals our joint origin, our source in the heavenlies. He endorsed our redeemed innocent in innocence in his resurrection. He has drawn us to himself and rescued us from every definition of judgment. So the, sal the, the salvation, which you now know as your own, is the theme of the prophetic thought. This is what intrigued the prophets' minds for generations became the object of their most diligent inquiry and scrutiny. They knew all along <laughs> mankind's salvation was a grace, a grace revelation, sustained their prophetic utterance. Salvation will never be by personal achievement or reward to willpower-driven initiative. The law of works will, will never replace grace. The law of works will never replace grace. In, in all their conversation, this is a prophetic, the, the prophets, in all their conversation, they, there was a constant quest to determine who the Messiah would be and exactly when this would happen. They knew with certainty that it was the spirit of Christ within them pointing prophetically and giving testimony, testimony to the suffering of Christ and the subsequent glory. And everything is pointing to the cross and the resurrection and the ascension of, of Jesus. And our co-crucifixion and, and co-resurrection with him and co-ascension with him. And these are some of the study notes that are part of the mirror translation. It talks about Paul declares to them the good news of mankind's redeemed innocence. This is power. This is good news. This is good news. And Paul's understanding the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, from the dead includes mankind's co-resurrection and seals their acquittal and redeemed innocence. We're not guilty. Our innocence, because of what Jesus Christ did, not our or, or my performance base, it's what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. Now, and, and this, this, this is... This again is, is in John, John 12, 20, 31 through 22. And this is so important that we get that now, now is the judgment of this world. Because this is the moment where the ruler of the world system has done what? Is conclusively cast out. And the enemy has been conclusively cast out. When? <laughs> through the cross and the resurrection of Christ. The servant's head is, now again, this is Jesus speaking prophetically about what's going to be happening. The serpent's head is about to be crushed. <laughs> and, and, and because of what? The cross taking mankind's sin and, and the resurrected Christ. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all of mankind in every definition of judgment. Where? Upon me. This is Jesus speaking. He's taking all the judgment. The redemption has happened. Uh, the new creation has happened. 
and the entire human race he represents will be co-quickened on the third day, be co-raised out of the lowest parts of the earth and elevated to the highest heavens. And that's in Ephesians 4, 8, 9. And so all, all, and when he speaks of all, all includes all of mankind and every de definition of judgment was taken on the cross through the resurrected Jesus. We're co-crucified with him. We're co-resurrected with him. So what we, we see here is the revelation of Christ. This is so important. The revelation of Christ in me, in you, declares that your body is as good as dead in sin's demands. Sin cannot find any expression <laughs> in a corpse. We died with Christ. We rose with Christ. You co-died together with him, yet your spirit is alive because of what righteousness reveals. Our union with Christ further reveals that because of the same spirit that awakened the body of Jesus from the dead inhabits us, we equally participate in his resurrection. In the same act of authority, whereby God raised Jesus of the dead, he co-restores your body to life by his indwelling spirit. And this is Romans 8, 10 through 11 in the mirror translation. And again, we have the tree of life, not the tree of death living inside of us. They're away, and this, this is 1 Thess Thessalonians 5, 23, and this is so neat the way, the way this reads, is that they're away from any effort of your own. Discover how the God of perfect peace who fused you skillfully into oneness, just like a master craftsman would dovetail a carpentry joint, has perfectly, has personally perfectly and sanctified the entire harmony of your being without your help. <laughs> he took the judgment. He's made us in us. He has restored the detailed default settings. You are rebooted, recreated, restored to fully participate in the life, the Zoe life of your design in your what? Your spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. And blameless innocence in the immediate presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. So judgment has happened through the grace, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he said that we are not guilty and we carry the innocence. We're walking around and that just frees us so that we can fully participate in Zoe life, the design life that God mirrored for us before the beginning of the earth when he knew us. And he has restored us spirit, soul, and body. We're blameless and innocent. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, Glenn, as we go through this teaching, everything always comes back to this concept of relationship. And, and as importantly, it really comes back to this fact that it's not because of something you or I or anybody listening to this has done, because the Bible is clear, all falls short. But when you go back and you read what the promises of God are, and the original purpose that God had for creating man, when you put all that together, you see what a wonderful design God had from the beginning uh, to, to, to reconcile us back, even though he knew that individually we wouldn't be able to, um, to, to live to that standard. 
And by doing so, it frees us from all of that red line living thing that we were talking about at the beginning when you go through, um, I guess, the original purpose, you know, that we were created to be on that green line. And through this, we're restored to that, Glenn. That, Carrie, that's so well said. What a great summary. Yeah, exactly. And, and we carry around this judgment that we're going to be right. judged. What judgment was, has already happened. It was taken on the cross. Jesus took the judgment. And so it's not a futuristic thing. It's something that's already happened. And we get the freedom, the innocence, the not guilty. Uh, we don't carry the guilt and the shame. He took it all on the cross when he said it, it is finished. What well, a great way to live. And even, even uh, you know, kind of building on that, Glenn, as you, as, you talk, as you talk and you explain Bible passage by Bible, and that's what I want you to understand, listener, as you're tuning in. It's not an opinion show. It's just literally what does the Bible say about these topics to help you interpret directly? Because a lot of times, you know, Glenn, we've, we've been through this. Um, we jokingly say that Jesus had more trouble sometimes with church folk who were so indoctrinated into a certain um, way of thinking that was 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 uh, maybe flying in the face of what, what Jesus had come to accomplish. And it's sort of the same thing. He came, just he said, like one with Christ in glory. That's why that um that that's why we always make that available as a resource so that you could, you know, if you're if you uh want to pull that down, there's a PDF. Uh, you'll see the link right here, and then you're able to download that. We suggest print it out, put it out someplace where you're gonna you're gonna see and be able to work with it because it helps you remember where you are positionally. And it's really, you know, people often joke in the world, well, it's who you know, right? Well, it's who we know, right? We know Christ. <laughs> and and that's like, uh, as we talk about, Glenn, that's why we always close out the show with Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, because it is who you know, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're one with him in his glory. And, yeah. I, and to those that are listening, and if you download that, that piece, uh, yeah, I just suggest you memorize it and just speak it over your life. And also 2 Corinthians 5.21, I am, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God and Christ. And as we know our identity, we can recognize what Christ has done and for us to, to set us free and, and from, the, from the bondage of this world and have Zoe everlasting life. So important to us because, because, uh, uh, and, and as you uh, read the book of fraud, it's just so important that, that, uh, that, that, that you read this through and, and get a couple other people to do this. And, and as you get the book, uh, get, get a small group together. We have several small groups. We have uh, different uh, ministries using the book. We have a high school uh, that has used it. And I'll be speaking at their graduation because they use this as, as a part of their curriculum. Uh, to, to, to just uh, begin understanding people's, their identity of who they are, because we will fall victim uh, to this performance-based, uh, that we have to perform, There's, uh, as Carrie, you talk about, religion does teach a religious, uh, a, a performance base of doing this. We have to do this, this, and this, uh, and then we'll get to God. Well, God's already, Jesus Christ already did it. He delivered us. He delivered us, and, and we have been recreated through, through Jesus. Absolutely. Amen.
Absolutely. And so again, uh, before uh, we usually close out, we ask Glenn to pray us out. And then, and, but before doing that, sharing the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, which by the way, is also a resource that we make available. So you can uh, just click on the link and take that down. And again, um, if you get your copy of Fraud, the book, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, you'll see that a couple of the exhibits that Glenn puts in the back of it uh, of the book, which are so important, there's an appendix which says who I am in Christ. And that is really kind of the start of this because the world, the enemy is always coming against you, telling you what you're not. And you need to understand who God says you are and what the rights are that goes with that. And that's why this Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights is so important to download, print, maybe put it next to someplace that you're going to uh, receive daily encouragement for it's absolutely free. You'll you'll see when you go to thereppleminute.com, there's not a donate button. It's not, you know, Glenn, you really do this as uh, we jokingly talked about it. Uh, I don't know that I've ever really heard the term. It's, you know, this is what you do in your business world. This is who you are. So you don't, you know, as, as we do this ministry of the kingdom living, the Repl Minute and all that, um, you know, it's not a question of like, oh, we need you to sustain the ministry as a person seeking it. This is really, Glenn, it's kind of you giving this gift uh, of revelation that God has given to you. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We, we're a workplace ministry. Yeah. It's really what it is. And, and really, workplace is so important because we get to see people. We get, we're around people, and, and it's so great. Uh, because because we see the fear, we see sickness and disease, uh, just and death uh, uh, versus life, the Zoe life, and so we got to bring the good news of life to people, and and uh, it's so neat to be able to do that through business and praise the Lord. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let me let me go through the declaration of the believers' declaration of our legal rights. Yes. And this is so neat to say that because I was challenged by this first day. I am a special race. We are a race. We're the human race with the divine nature of God living in as a child of God. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. We're carrying the word of God with us. I belong to the family of God. So we're part of that ecclesia, that community. I can enter into God's presence now boldly. We can enter in now boldly. I have been recreated into God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit revealing that to us. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living where? In me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is that robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus, the surname. I have the legal authority as a believer over the principalities and powers and the rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have through the Holy Spirit living in me the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. 
Oh, what a privilege. What a privilege. These are our legal rights. These are our kingdom of God rights that we have to rule and reign here on earth. And it's so great to see the light shining on the darkness. And as our light shines inside of us, the darkness leaves. It's so great. Yes. Well, thank you, Glenn, for sharing. And, you know, I want to encourage you, uh, viewer or listener, if you're hearing this as a podcast, be sure that you um, share this. If this has had meaning for you, share it with somebody that it will impact their life as well. Um, you can subscribe to the REPL Minute on YouTube. You can uh, like and follow on uh, the Facebook page, or you can go directly actually to the repelminute.com. And for example, you can join thousands of others who every day receive the REPL Minute. Uh, it's that daily motivational biblical encouragement, Glenn, that you've been doing since. Uh, 2006 without fail, and it can just be popped into your email. And the only thing we ask for is your email address, nothing else. You don't get bombarded with a bunch of stuff. It's just literally with the idea of getting you connected with the relationship that God has had for you uh, from the from the beginning foundations of the world, uh, from creation even, if you will. So I uh, want to thank you for joining, and uh, we're going to ask Glenn, as always, to uh, pray over the sound of everybody um, with the sound of uh, within who's within the sound of our voices, uh, and just to continue that uh, we see the Lord's blessings as we continue to work to walk farther with Him. Mm. Well, thank you, Carrie, Th and thank you all for 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 watching and listening, and uh, may the Word of God dwell in you richly, Father. We come to you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. We thank you for your Word that's hidden our, in our heart. And Father, that we would speak life and your word would be used. And Father, as people we're hearing today, that the, the transformation of their lives, that here you're through, because you are spirit and truth. And, and Father, you have uh, judged us as righteous. And Father, we can recognize through your Holy Spirit, uh, the righteousness of God uh, that lives inside of us. Father, just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing across the world, bringing your word, because we have technology now that can spread your word to all the nations, all the people. And Father, you're bringing redemption and healing and Zoe life, you're bringing life to the nations, the people through your Holy Spirit living inside of them. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We bring glory and honor to you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. And thank you, Glenn. And thank you, viewer, for joining us on this episode of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Meanwhile, be sure you check out the God bless you.